Hey beautiful people, you are listening to Limitless Faith Life Growth, the podcast dedicated to growing together in the Lord as young people of our generation. I'm your host Ifeanyua Moronike and each week we tackle topics which help us navigate this Christian walk and be the best version of ourselves that God has called us to be. Let's get into it guys. Hello, 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 beautiful people. How are you doing? If this is your first time listening to this podcast, you're welcome. If this isn't your first time, welcome back to the podcast once again. I know my intro mentioned it already, but my name is Ifeng Wamorinike. Ifeng was my first name. Morinike is my middle name for those who are curious. That is that your last name? No, Morinike is not a last name, it's a middle name. But yes, how are you guys doing? I hope you're doing well. I am doing well for someone who has a couple of hours to not only record, but edit this episode. I do not know why. Okay, I do know why. It's because I planned on putting out another episode today, but plans changed and I was just led to do that next week. So next week we'll be having the episode with Sir Emmanuel, by the grace of God, unless plans change, because I know I've said that before and plans have changed. (laughs) But let's just pray that everything goes very smoothly, all right? So um, yeah, I'm ready for this episode. Faith over fear. I think it kind of explains what we're basically getting into. For those of us or people who are battling with fear, who are battling with the doubt, people that are battling with this feeling that seems so consuming and restrictive and like a hurdle in your destiny and your progress, I think it's about time we get rid of it. We get rid of the hurdle, that hurdle of fear. Because funnily enough, as much as many of us say the haters out, the haters, haters, sometimes you can be your greatest enemy. Your fear can be your greatest barrier to your progress and your destiny. Not all these witches and wizards we're always chanting about in church and we're fighting against in church. Sometimes you yourself can be a restriction to your progress. And that's why we are doing this episode today. We are discussing how we as believers, as people of God, as royal priesthood, as lights in the darkness can overcome this fear with faith. Let's get into it guys. Okay, lovely people. First of all, uh, heads up, I'm going to be saying a lot of scriptures and they're quite common scriptures so if you don't know it you can write them down I would advise you to write it down and memorize it speak of your life because the word of God is what you're supposed to hide in your heart so that you're not sinning against God in this case you're not really it's not necessarily sinning but having the word of God in your life in your heart memorizing it digesting it understanding it will help you overcome the lies and the things that Satan whispers into your ear the only way the best way to fight lies is with what truth what is true the word of god the word of god is forever true regardless of how we feel or what is going on around us or the situation we may be in that may not seem so great or a thing of hope as long as the word of god is forever true whatever situation you're going through doesn't matter i would advise you guys to just make sure that you write down these scriptures you learn it you memorize it meditate on it day and night we're still going to get into that scripture right guys so first thing i want you guys to understand very very important is that fear is just a feeling it's not some kind of big demonic possession or a crazy thing. Sometimes we just make it bigger than it really is. It's just a feeling. And when you belittle it, when you bring it down to just a feeling, it's much easier to get rid of because feelings are fickle. They change all the time and they should never have control over you for the fact that they change over time. So the fact that fear is just a feeling means that you choose to either act on fear based on that feeling or you act in faith because faith isn't a feeling. It's a being. What is faith? Faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. That I believe is Hebrews, Hebrews 11.1. Let me double check that. Yeah, that's Hebrews 11.1. So faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. 
Faith is believing even when your situation is saying no. It's saying yes because God is saying yes, not because your situation is saying yes. It's moving forward even with the doubts. It's moving forward even in fear. Courage is not the absence of fear. It is acting despite your fear. Meaning that many times, many of these people you see achieving great things, it's not that they're not scared. It's not that they don't have fear. I mean, some don't, but it's not that they have absolutely no fear. It's the fact that even despite the fear, they still move forward. They don't allow fear to act as a hindrance to their progress. And this can be in all spheres. This could be academics. This could be business. This could be finances. This could be in a relationship. This could be, you could be a guy who wants to approach a girl, but because of fear, because you have doubt, you are not moving forward. Let me tell you, so many guys approach girls with their hearts pounding outside of their chest. I mean, I've had experiences where people tell me this, like, you know, you're, you're very, not so approachable. Some say, apparently, I think mostly to the male gender. And so I've heard guys say that, you know, it's so hard to approach you and da, 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 da. And they were scared, but they still did it. I can use myself as an example. When I started my podcast, and I've said this many, many times, so I'm sorry. For those of you guys who are OGs who listen to the podcast a lot, I'm so sorry I'm repeating this again. <laughs> but for most of you guys that know, I started this podcast very scared. I didn't understand why God wanted me to do this. You know, I was a, quite a shy individual. I wouldn't even say I was shy. I'm actually quite a bold individual, but I'm just not very social. I'm quite introverted. I can be confident when I'm on, you know, stage or putting on a piece or presenting something. And then when I'm in my secret place, when I'm alone, I'm quite chill. So it was a very scary thing to step outside of my comfort zone, take that risk and move forward with this podcast. But it was the best decision I ever made. And so I'm saying that it's not that I wasn't scared. It's that even though I felt the fear, I didn't allow the fear to restrict my progress or to hinder me from moving forward into the purpose God had for me. Especially the thing about this fear thing is that sometimes God himself can show you or tell you, reveal to you through a revelation that he wants you to do so, so, and so. And not other people, not circumstances, you yourself become the hindrance to that vision. And you're blaming God, our oh God, you know, what's going on? Why is this not happening? And then God tells you, I told you to make these steps, but your fear is stopping you. So what do you expect me to do? I told you to start this business, but you're scared. And you expect me to start blessing you with financial abundance in a year's time. You don't, you haven't given me any channels. And the channel I've given you, because of your fear, you're not able to access the financial blessings. That's the funny thing about this whole thing. If you wait to feel good before you make a move or do something new in life, you will remain stagnant. You will never move because you're not going to feel good when you're doing new things. That's why it's called stepping outside of your comfort zone. Your comfort zone, and I've said this so many times as well, sorry for many of you guys who have heard this phrase, your comfort zone is the killer of your destiny because you cannot grow beyond your comfort zone. You cannot grow beyond the limitations you set for yourself and your destiny. You cannot wait for you to feel comfortable, to feel good before you move forward. You're going to be scared. Whenever you're taking a risk, whenever you're doing something new, there's always that doubt of, ha, he, ho, how am I going to do this? You know, am I good enough? Am I capable? But God said you're capable. So who has the right to tell you you're not capable? You don't have the right, that's for sure. Satan definitely doesn't have the right. Your family doesn't have the right. Your friends, your partner doesn't have the right. So who really has the right to tell you you're not capable? Do not wait for your emotions to align with your visions or your goals because they can hold you back. Do it regardless of whether you feel comfortable or confident. Do it whether you feel like you're ready. Didn't God tell you already? So who has the right to tell you you're not ready? Now, it's easy to just say, ah, get rid of fear. Because it's easy to say, not easy to do. So how do we get rid of fear? Well, first of all, you have to replace fear with something, right? I mean, just get rid of fear and then you have this space in you. And there's some things, the Bible verse, I don't remember exactly the Bible verse, but where it says, you know, when you chase out a demon out of a house and the house is still empty, the demon will be like, oh, there's nobody else here. Why don't I come back with my family members and take this space again. So if you're going to get rid of something, you need to replace it with something else so that that thing doesn't eventually come back to its old home. 
you create a new home for faith. And that's what we're doing. Replacing fear with faith. Faith in who? In God. Not even in yourself. Not even in your power. But faith in God. Not by power, not by might, but by the spirit of God. And what faith does is it weakens fear. And it makes Satan powerless. Because what fear does is it gives Satan more ammunition to work against you. To tell you lies. To make you doubt yourself. To make you doubt God. To make you doubt the vision God has shown you. That's what fear does. It gives him strength. Gives him power. Faith oppresses him. It suppresses him. It drains him. It makes him powerless. Renders him useless. One of the ways we can build faith is by reminding ourselves of the power we have in Christ. Of who God is. Of the backing we have through Christ. Okay, if we read something like Joshua 1.9, and this is where I want you guys to be writing down scriptures because there are so many scriptures here that, you know, will be a blessing to you by the grace of God. Joshua 1.9, it says, Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. So there is a lot of things God told us to do there, which is all-encompassing having faith, right? It says, first of all, we should be strong and courageous. It then says, do not be afraid. Then it says, don't be discouraged. Now, the fact that God is saying all these things means that he knows we're going to go through situations where Satan's going to try and tempt us with fear, discouragement. And he started with, no, be strong and courageous. I have created you to be strong and courageous. How do we know that? Because 1 Timothy 2.7 tells us that God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power, love, and sound mind. Power, love, and sound mind. But again, power. He hasn't given us the spirit of fear. So where does the spirit of fear come from? Satan. It doesn't come from God. It's not of God. That's why God is always saying, do not be afraid. Do not fear. Do not be discouraged. He will be with you wherever you go. And that's what's so beautiful. That's where faith comes in. Because it's more than just saying, ah, don't be afraid. No, don't be afraid because God is with you. Isaiah 40.10 tells us, so do not fear. Why? For I am with you. Do not be dismayed. Why? For I am your God. And then it goes on to say, I will strengthen you and help you. I'll uphold you with my righteous right hand. God is not saying, let fear just disappear. He's saying, replace that fear with the faith that I am your God, that I have your back, that I'm going to support you, that I have placed in you the capacity to carry out the plan that I have given you. So where is the fear coming from? I am your God. I've got your back. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you. And the lovely thing about this Joshua 1, 9 that we read, just before it first, it says, keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it, then you'll be prosperous and successful. I love the fact that when God said, do not be afraid, you know, have courage, it was followed by, make sure that your mind, your heart, your body, your spirit, your soul is on the word of God. That's where you find your courage. That's where you find your strength. That's where you find the faith, the hope to continue on, even in the face of discouragement. Because really, how do you know that God is backing you? How do you know that he's got your back? How do you know that he's upholding you? If you never read it, if you don't know, if you just, I mean, that could just be a statement that someone can make. But when you read it in the word of God, you realize, no, this is true. Another verse is, the Lord is my light and salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? So this is a case where you are afraid of people. Somebody somewhere has placed a dominance over you to make you feel weak, less than, insignificant. And God is saying, who should you be afraid of? The word of God is telling you, of whom should you be afraid of? Whom should you fear? When God is your light and salvation, who has the audacity to make you feel fear? Which person, which family member, which lecturer, which boss, which head over you has the right to make you feel fear when God is your light and salvation? 
some people have gone through things in the past and because of that maybe you just feel fear of certain bodies of people i remember there was a time when i was much younger i just had a fear of grown men not because i'd ever been abused or anything but because i i was always exposed to news about you know rapists and and um just really weird creepy things and i remember when i was in secondary school and i had a teacher that was just really nice to me i'm not gonna say his name I did say his name, I'm going to edit it out. <laughs> so uh, he was my science teacher. This is when I was still in the UK. This is when I was in year eight, I think. And I did really well in a um, in a, in something. I did really well in science class. And then he, you know, he, he came to me after class and he was just, you know, really celebrating me and praising me and da, da, da. And I just felt so scared. Like, why is he being, why is he picking me out to, you know, say nice things to me? And I was so scared. I stopped saying hi to him because usually with his students that he's usually close with, he would just say hi to them. Oh, hi, Ify, hi, da, da, da. And I just I completely ignored him when he would say hi to me. And I had this fear. And I, w- I remember when I was in my room, I was like, oh, how am I going to tell him I'm going to leave this school? Maybe I should leave this school. I was so scared. And when you think about it, my fear wasn't was baseless. Because it was based on the things that I had seen or heard. And that's why this is an example. This story is an example of why it's so important what you consume. The things you allow your eyes to feed on, your ears to feed on, your soul to feed on will also determine the things that you allow to affect you. And why do I say that? Because the word of God tells us. Again, it says that the book of the Lord, we should meditate on it day and night. So I also meditate on verses like Philippians 4, 8, where it says, finally, brethren, let me read in NLC. I like, I've been reading NLC a lot. Me and my sister, we found that um, coincidence. We've been reading NLC a lot. It says, and now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about these things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Allow your mind to digest things that will give you joy, peace, and love. That will encourage that peaceful atmosphere. But no, as a child, I was hearing, you know, because I used to love reading the newspaper, the Metro, and it's free. I don't know if it still is, you know, recession and stuff. But back then, the Metro was free. So you just pick it up, read on the way to school, you know, all that stuff on, on the train station. And I used to just hear so many negative things about what older men were doing to young girls. And I was just so scared. And I built this fear. And this fear developed for a while. It developed for a while. I'm not even going to lie. It developed for a while. By God's grace, over time, it just dwindled. But it's just an example of just how something that you consume or the way your body or your mind takes in information and makes it a mindset and it makes it a hindrance to you. Maybe you did something a couple of years ago. You tried to start something and you failed at it. And because of that, you've never wanted to try again. And now it's a fear for you because of one mistake. And I've said this thing before. Failure is not you making a mistake and failing. That's not what makes you a failure. What makes you a failure is when you fall, you stay down. Failures fall and stay down. But successful people, no matter how many times they fail, they arise again. That's the difference. They're not perfect all the time. They make mistakes. But they don't allow the mistakes to define them. Or they don't allow the mistakes to keep them back in life. Or stop them from moving forward. Or trying again. Keep trying. Keep trying. You can't base your life on what if. You hear the thing of, ah, what if I fail? What if people laugh at me? What if I'm not good enough? Why is the what if not? What if I do well? What if I succeed? What if I make so much money? What if I'm successful? What if I bless lives? What if God is glorified through my testimony? What if this time next year, I'm a baller, I'm a boss? What if this time next year, I am doing things I never thought was possible through me? Why can't the what ifs be positive? Especially as believers, if God has given you a vision, a mandate, why is the what if not? What if God's vision is true? What if everything that he has t- said upon my life comes into manifestation? What then? That is the what if I choose to live by. 
Of course, the other things run through my mind all the time, especially this year. This year, all glory to God, the podcast has been doing very well, better than last year, like there's been progress. But then there's always thoughts in my mind, and especially when you're comparing with other people, like, ah, you know, what if this is just temporary? What if, what if, I don't want to speak negative towards my podcast, but there are what if, negative what ifs, and I begin to replace it. No, what if there is double blessings next year or in the near future or tomorrow or this episode that i'm about to drop what if it has the largest number of plays i've ever seen what if then why think of the negative what ifs what if my business blows up and it becomes a household name and it's across the nation and across the continent across the world what then that is what i'm choosing to live by and that's what you should choose to live by you choose faith over fear it's a choice Fear is a feeling, so it's your choice to do what you want to do with it. You can discard it or allow it to rule and ruin your life. Proverbs 29.25 says, Fear of man will prove to be a snare, but whoever trusts in the Lord is kept safe. Fear, period, will prove to be a snare, a cage, a bondage. Whereas whoever trusts in the Lord, he finds safety, he finds peace, he finds joy, he finds contentment, fulfillment when he trusts in God. Hebrews 13, 6 says, So we say with confidence, the Lord is my helper. I will not be afraid. What can mere mortals do to me? Again, relating it to human beings, but you can relate it to anything. Well, especially like for the fact that a lot of these things are to do with people. You're also going to get adversity from people. Well, why should people make you scared? They're mere mortals. They can't control your destiny. Only God can. So that threat that your boss is making, that threat your lecturer is making, that if you don't do this, I'm going to do this. If you don't break your moral code, you're going to fail this course. Mm -mm. The word of God says, we say with confidence, the Lord is my helper. I will not be afraid. What can mere mortals do to me? The last one we said that fear of man can prove to be a snare. Let's be honest. If you allow a human being to put you under fear of them, it will be bondage to you because you will never be free. I remember there was a time in our 100 level, they warned us about, you know, blackmailers and girls and don't send inappropriate pictures to guys because they cage these girls. What they do is that they'll say, okay, send me this amount of money, then I'll make sure I will not spread your inappropriate photos. And these ladies would say, you know, they'll give them the money, then the guys keep asking for more and more and more. That's a snare. They've put them in a cage. And this girl feels like she has no freedom. She's, there's nothing she can do. And that's how some people feel in school or in your workplace or even in the church of God. Like there are so many things that happen in our society where man feels like he has the right to place dominance over your life. When the word of God, as we can see here, says they don't. They're mere mortals. They have no right to put anything over you, a child of God. The only person who has the right to have full dominance over you is God and those that God has appointed to be your guides, to be your spiritual fathers, your spiritual mothers, your physical birth father, birth mother. Apart from those people, and even then, they shouldn't place fear over you. They have been appointed by God to be guides, not to be agents of fear. Psalm 16, 7 to 11, I think this is the last set of verses of the night, but I'm just going to, sorry, it's not, it's night for me. It may not be night for you guys, but it's night for me. <laughs> but this is the last verse of the episode. I'm going to read this, Psalm 16, 7 to 11. I will bless the Lord who guides me. Even at night, my heart instructs me. I know the Lord is always with me. I will not be shaken, for he is right beside me. No wonder my heart is glad and I rejoice. My body rests in safety, for you will not leave my soul among the dead or allow your Holy One to rot in the grave. You will show me the way of life, granting me the joy of your presence and the pleasures of living with you forever. Psalm 16, 7-11. God is your guide. He instructs you. He's your protection. With him, you will not shake. He's right beside you. He gladdens your heart. He gives you rest and safety. 
He makes sure that you will not rot in the grave. You will not be put to shame. He will show you the way of life. He will grant you joy in his presence and pleasures of living with him forever. That is a promise that I don't even know how to describe the feeling. But that warms my heart that my God is telling me that he he's my everything. No fear. No fear has the right to tell me anything else. Because the word of God, the truth, the only truth has told me this. And I thank God. I thank God. I thank God so much. And I thank God for your life because I know that you've already conquered fear with faith. And I know your faith will continually grow and grow to the extent where even in the space of faith, you don't even, the fear you're able to just brush it off. Your faith has been able to conquer any kind of fear. So guys, I pray you've been blessed by this episode. I enjoyed recording this because it just feels like some of the things I say to people all the time just put into one episode. I'm just so glad that I'm able to finally do this episode. By the grace of God, you also share with your people. Don't lie. Many of you guys have never shared this podcast. No matter how much it has blessed you or you say, hmm, or you write things down, you've never shared this podcast. So this is your sign to share this podcast with somebody that you love. And even the people that you don't love, just share with them because it could be a blessing to them as well. You can put on your WhatsApp status, on your Instagram, um, send it directly to their DMs. Um, yeah, so leave a review if you're on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Leave a rating on Spotify and Apple. Okay, I don't think you can leave a review on Spotify. But hey, answer the question boxes on Spotify. Then any other app that you can do any other thing, do that as well. And I'll be so appreciative to you guys if you do that. So guys, I will be with you guys next week for the next episode. Have an amazing day. Have an amazing week. Have an amazing month. Have an amazing year. Have an amazing, a fulfilled, a blessed, a faith-filled, a fearless 2023. Bye guys. Bye.